We believe God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's a difficult concept and people wonder, how is that possible? Well, not fully understanding something doesn't make it impossible. And nothing is impossible for God. Others ask, why would God become human? Our answer is that it was the ultimate act of love because the invisible God became visible and tangible. Jesus brought us closer to God in a way that had never been done before, which is one reason we should truly celebrate at Christmas. Welcome to the Real Word Podcast for Christmas Day, Cycle A of the Roman Catholic Lectionary. I'm Brandon Jubar, and I'll be your guide as we walk through the readings for this week. It's an important process because we believe the scriptures are the inspired Word of God. But to really be nourished by the Word, we need to break it open and look a little deeper. We need to let the Holy Spirit speak to us. Now, the messages I get from these scriptures might feel right to you, but you also might find that the Holy Spirit tells you something else, and that is absolutely all right. So if you're ready, let's dive in. As I said, tonight we'll be looking at the readings for Christmas Day, Cycle A. Our first reading is from Isaiah, it's chapter 52, verses 7 through 10. Our second reading is from the letter to the Hebrews, it's chapter 1, verses 1 through 6. And our gospel reading is from John, it's chapter 1, verses 1 through 5, and 9 through 14. Uh, just a couple things to note. First, we do have readings from both the Old and New Testaments. Isaiah is from the Old Testament, or the Hebrew Scripture, while the letter to the Hebrews is from the New Testament, or the Christian Scripture, as is our Gospel reading. Now, tonight, we'll see that beautiful feet bring good news, Jesus has a superior name, and true light gives light. Okay. Let's start by going through the readings, and then we can talk about the messages we find. Our first reading is from the prophet Isaiah. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. Listen. Your watchmen lift up their voices. Together they shout for joy. When the Lord returns to Zion, they will see it with their own eyes. Burst into songs of joy together, you ruins of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord will lay bare his holy arm in the sight of all the nations and all the ends of the earth will see the salvation of our God. Our second reading is from the letter to the Hebrews. Brothers and sisters, in the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom also he made the universe. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. 
after he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son, today I have become your father? Or again, I will be his father and he will be my son. And again, when God brings his firstborn into the world, he says, Let all God's angels worship him. And our gospel reading is from John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. All right, so let's take a first glance at these readings, and we'll ask ourselves, well, what does it mean? What messages and meanings can we find if we dig around just a little bit? So our first reading was from the book of Isaiah, and this was all about sharing a message of joy. How blessed are those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, right? who say to Zion, your God reigns. It's a perfect reading for celebrating Jesus's birthday, right? Because didn't Jesus come to do all of that stuff? Of course, that's that's not really the original context of this reading. You see, the Israelites had been exiled in Babylon. By exiled, we mean they were slaves. But Babylon had finally been defeated by its enemy, Persia. After all those long years, the, the Babylonians were finally tasting defeat. And Isaiah is saying that it was God's will, that it happened because it was God's will. So did they just pluck this reading out of context to, to fit in with the Jesus narrative? No, not really. The last line of this reading said this, The Lord will lay bare his holy arm in the sight of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth will see the salvation of our God. The Persians defeating the Babylonians, it was a wonderful thing for the Israelites, who were then able to leave Babylon, but it can hardly be considered salvation to all the ends of the earth. Isaiah says that God will do that, will bring salvation to all the ends of the earth. But we know that it's not going to happen because of the armies of mankind. It's going to happen 
because of Jesus. It, it can only happen because of Jesus. That's why this reading, even within the context of what was happening at the time, is still pointing us towards Christ. So the main message I got from our first reading is that nothing is impossible for God. Now, I've heard plenty of people say, all things are possible with God, which is really talking about people doing amazing things with God's help. But the message I got isn't about God being our helper and helping us be successful, pass the test, land the job, win the big game. I'm talking about what God can do and will do, which is to bring peace and salvation to all the ends of the earth. God can do this because nothing is impossible for God. Our second reading was from the letter to the Hebrews. And in this reading, the unknown author of Hebrews is clearing something up that was probably an issue for early Christians, or at least some early Christians. Right? Was Jesus just another mediator of the covenant between God and mankind? That was their question, because, because that's the role the, the Hebrews believed the angels played. So it makes sense that they would ask the question, that, that they would wonder if Jesus was an angel or equivalent to an angel, which would have, it wouldn't have been a bad thing in their minds. Angels were considered to be incredibly powerful. And like I said, they were the mediators of the covenant between God and man. But the author tries to put those questions to rest. The, the reading starts by pointing out that the prophets spoke of God's Son, who would be the heir of all things. And the Son is the radiance of God's glory. And, and it said the exact representation of his being. Right? The exact representation. Which is why Jesus told the people that if they have seen him, then they have seen God. The reading ends with other things the Lord said through the prophets, including that when God brings his firstborn into the world, all the angels must worship him. As God's son, Jesus then is far above the angels. Anyway, the main message I got from our second reading is that Jesus is the son of God. Jesus isn't a prophet or an angel, and he certainly isn't just a plain old carpenter. Jesus is the, is the one the prophet spoke of. He, he is seated at the right hand of the Father, one in being with the Father. Especially on Christmas, it's important for us to remember that Jesus is the Son of God. And finally, our gospel reading was from John. And this reading it gives us a different perspective than we get from the synoptic gospels. John doesn't give us, you know, another version of the infancy narratives. Instead, John gives us one of probably the most profound passages in the New Testament by looking at Jesus through a different lens, if you will. John begins his gospel by calling back to the beginning of the Hebrew scriptures. Right? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John tries to make it perfectly clear that God didn't entrust our salvation to 
a, a human prophet, didn't entrust our salvation to another human being. God entrusted our redemption and our salvation to the pre-existing Jesus, who is the Word of God, who is one with God. Jesus, the Word, is the true light that gives light to everyone. However, John points out that although Jesus was in the world and the world was made through him, the world didn't recognize him. Even though he came to his own, came, came to the chosen people, the, the people of the original covenant, most didn't recognize him. But for those who did, John says they have been given the right to become children of God. John doesn't talk about Jesus as a baby. Instead, he focuses on Jesus as God. The Word, who was present from the beginning, became flesh and lived among us. Now, God slowly revealed more of himself throughout the Old Testament. But walking among us as one of us in, in every way but sin was the ultimate expression of love. Anyway, the main message I got from our gospel reading is that through Jesus, the invisible God became visible and tangible. Some people seem to think this reading from John is a bit boring compared to the infancy narratives and the imagery of the manger, the star, the angels and shepherds and the three wise guys. But I disagree. This this reading I think expresses the deep mystery of our faith, the mystery of God becoming human, and makes it clear that Jesus was the most amazing gift we could ever receive because through Jesus, the invisible God became visible and tangible. All right, let's sum up what we've talked about so far. In our first reading from Isaiah, the main message I came away with was nothing is impossible for God. In our second reading from Hebrews, the main message I got was, Jesus is the Son of God. And finally, the main message I got from our gospel reading was, through Jesus, the invisible God became visible and tangible. As, as Christians, we believe in the triune God, one God in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It's a difficult concept to understand when we really think about it. And many people wonder, well, how is that possible? Well, the answer is that just because we don't fully understand something doesn't make it impossible. And nothing is impossible for God. Now, others ask, why would God become human? Well, our answer is that it was the ultimate act of love for God's creations, because through Jesus, the invisible God became visible and tangible. Jesus brought us closer to God, the Creator, in a way that had never been done before. And that's one of the reasons we should truly celebrate at Christmas. So let's step back and take a second glance at these readings overall and ask ourselves if our path has become clear. To do this, I try to answer two questions. So what and now what? Okay, so what? Why should we care about any of this? Well, we should care about this because it's something that can sustain us through times of doubt. 
believing in an all-powerful creator of the universe existing somewhere out there is actually something most people find easy to believe. But believing that this all-powerful being became man, fully human yet still fully divine, is something people struggle with. But if we acknowledge that God can do anything, then look to Jesus as the visible and tangible God among us, we might have a shot at creating a more personal relationship with our Savior. And the last question I try to answer is, now what? What are we supposed to do, right? Where do we go from here? Well, since Jesus came to bring good news, proclaim peace, share good tidings, and proclaim salvation— it's probably a good idea for us to do the same. And who better to do that with than family and friends? So with that in mind, here's your real challenge for the week. Share blessings and positivity with your family and friends. I'm calling this a challenge because I'm guessing that most of us have some obnoxious relatives who use holiday get-togethers as a time to share their vile political opinions or their prejudiced, hateful views of the world. And as much as I'd love to have you poke holes in their ignorant arguments, maybe Christmas isn't the best time for that. Jesus came to share good tidings, so we should too. So your challenge this holiday season is to share blessings and positivity with your family and friends. Well, before I wrap things up, I'd like to leave you with one more quote from Scripture. As you're thinking about being kind to your obnoxious relatives, remember what St. Paul wrote to the Colossians in chapter 3, verse 12. Put on, then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. <laughs> patience is a virtue. And it's one you'll probably need this holiday season, so maybe ask the Holy Spirit for a little bit of that, too. All right, we have come to the end of our time here together. Thanks for joining me. I'll be back again next week. But in the meantime, I encourage you to just use this as a starting point. Spend some time with the Bible on your own. Read through a passage a couple of times. Think about it. Pray about it. Try to open up not only your mind, but your heart. Break open the Word and then listen to what the Holy Spirit says to you. The Real Word Podcast is brought to you by The Real Values Project, Real Youth Ministry, and The Real Values Framework. Real stands for respect, engage, accept, and lead. For more information on The Real Values, please visit keepingitreal.club. And finally, the Bible readings used for this podcast are from the Holy Bible New International Version, copyright 1973, 1978, 1984, and 2011 by Biblica Inc. Used by permission, all rights reserved worldwide. <laughs>